Welcome to Indie Insider, presented by Blackshell Media. This is the weekly show where we speak with indie video game developers, publishers, and industry professionals about their projects, their stories, and their advice to others. I'm your host, Logan Schultz, and today on the show I sit down with Sarah Dukakos and Andy Bacon, two of the leads on Archiac's recent VR project, Waddle Home. We talk about how they both made their way into the industry, what it was like making a family-friendly VR game, the experience of being a PSVR launch game, and of course, their advice for others. Before we get to the interview, however, a couple of quick notes. The show is presented by Blackshell Media, a publishing and marketing firm working to help indie developers reach their goals and new audiences. The company also strives to offer unique, inspiring, and even educational services for developers, publishers, and gamers alike, which is why we get to bring this show to you. Speaking of which, be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and other podcast services across the internet, and please leave a review. If you'd like to be a part of the show and share your thoughts, questions, or even request a professional to bring on the podcast, send me an email at logan at blackshellmedia.com or reach out on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. Finally, special thanks to Sarah and Andy for joining us on the show and Benjamin Tiso over at bensound.com for allowing us to use his song, Going Higher, in the show. And now, from Archiact, Sarah Dukakos and Andy Bacon. Welcome to Indie Insider. Today, I am talking with Sarah and Andy from Archiact. Guys, how's it going? Doing all right. It's going great. Yeah. Sarah Dukakos, you were the game designer and product lead on Waddle Home, Archiact's mm-hmm. newest game for VR. Is that correct. correct? That is correct. Awesome. And Andy Bacon, you were part of the original Game Jam pitch and a designer on the game. You two really worked together on the project. Yes, sir. All <laughs> right, cool. So I make sure I got got my story straight. Well, why don't you start by just telling me a little bit about what Archiact is? Sure. Uh, so Archiact is a, a VR studio, and uh, we're situated here in Vancouver, BC. Um, we have three kind of main services that that we offer. We're primarily a game development studio, mm-hmm. um, so we have a large team about sixty people working on VR games, mm-hmm. and uh, we release for uh, all platforms: uh, Google Cardboard. Uh, Gear VR, HTC Vive, and now on PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a publishing side as well. So we also um, partner with uh, indie developers and publish their games in in Asia. Uh, oh, okay. and we also there's also a business side. So we work with businesses to come up with uh, VR solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah and I are from the kind of gaming entertainment part of Archiact. Correct. Okay, great, cool. Can you tell me just really briefly what do you mean by VR solutions? Uh, VR solutions. So yeah, we work with um, companies in uh, architecture, for example, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, business analysis. Um, what's another one? Like a like, medical. We've done some yep. some with medical. There's a lot of applications for VR that we're kind of exploring in terms of like that. What might end up helping out different businesses? So I think it has a lot of applications. You know, people sometimes just think games, but it's been really helpful to architects, like Andy mentioned, and you know, different medical solutions as well. So yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really interesting. Obviously, you hear people chat just a little bit about the great potential for mm-hmm. VR. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to hear you guys really exploring that. We can chat about that a little bit later. Yeah, um, for sure. How did you two find yourselves uh, joining Archiact? What's What's your story? Um, well, I, I went to school for game design. Um, I went to the Art Institute of Vancouver, and I took a game art and design program. And uh, when I graduated, uh, the first year, you know, it was kind of rough looking for a job. Um, I, I wanted to work with a startup because I like the idea of uh, having influence over over the games and uh, making something unique. Sure. Um, so I was first part of a, um, a startup called Balloon 27, which is a, a mobile studio. Um, and then I, I met the company, the company president, Derek, and uh, we chatted and he had some big ideas for VR and, and where it could go. I showed him some of my prototypes that I'd been working on and uh, we just kept the converse- conversation going and I ended up uh, getting a job here as a game designer about a year and a half ago now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, w- I went for school for this or went to school for this and yeah, now I'm here. Great. I love it. Sarah, tell me a little bit about you. Sure. So um, before I was at Archiact, I was a game designer and I did some production over for Nickelodeon. So oh, wow. um, I was looking for kind of some like some new design challenges and VR is like the most kind of new and exciting. And it's like the Wild West right now of games, like everybody's trying to figure out how to do everything all over again, like nothing. There's no kind of standards for anything, which is really exciting. And um, I saw something for Archiac and I started a conversation with them and I was like, there's no way they're going to hire me. I'm all the way over in New York. I'm an American. I'm sure it'd be hard to get all the way up to Vancouver. But I like <laughs> talked to members of the studio and a couple of Skype chats. They were really awesome. And like it just seemed like the company was doing some really interesting stuff. And I'm like, I want to get on board with that. And they hired me, which is so fun. So I've been here for about six months. And it's just been kind of nonstop, all the stuff that we've been doing. And I love it. So. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like you were mentioning the company is actually fairly big. Mm-hmm. Does it feel does it feel pretty big in the day to day, or do you feel like you are a bit of a smaller team when you're working on your project? What do you tell me a little bit about the workspace? Yeah, well, um, well, I, it's it's grown a lot in in the last year. Mm-hmm. When I started, um, it was actually just twelve of us in a basement <laughs> and, uh, without any windows. Gosh. Um, yeah, and then and then uh, it's about six months after I started, we moved into a bigger space in downtown Vancouver that was really exciting and then just recently we've moved again and we've, we've scaled up even more so uh, our office space right now is is really big and we have about uh, 70 people here I think now mm-hmm. yeah. um, but we are working in, in little pods um, so each each game team uh, has its own space and we're kind of working in, in close quarters with each other uh, so that's kind of nice we have a big space but we're also just working uh, closely together as well yeah space ends up being important for room scale VR being like on top of each other, it's like that's not a you had to like trip around people whenever you're trying to make an experience. <laughs> so having more space has been super helpful. We've got like dedicated rooms for vibes and for PSVR and everything. Everything else that requires room scale, you know, Oculus as well. So yeah, it's been cool. Well, I'm you know I have to ask with with a VR focused company, is everyone just walking around with VR headsets all the time? I mean, is everyone? <laughs> a, uh, you do see a lot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you sometimes get like some VR related injuries too. Like someone's wearing a headset and they're swinging around and they like bop you and you don't realize and they don't realize you're there and you're like, oh, all right, well, I'll let that slide because they had the headset on. So. <laughs> we, we we have a Hololens in the office, yes. so yes. with with that one oh, you can okay. actually wear it while you're walking around. Correct. So sometimes you do see people just walking down the halls. Yeah. 
and you know interacting with stuff that you can't see on the walls and stuff like that interesting that's just fascinating to me i love it <laughs> uh that's a cool story to hear you guys um that archiact as a company was kind of you know a very indie type of company you know working out of a basement 12 people together and you've grown so much in the past year do you attribute that to the growing you know rate of vr oh yeah definitely mm -hmm. yeah when when i started in that basement uh, we weren't even uh, focused exclusively on vr yet we we're just a, a mobile uh, studio uh, and then uh, we had a successful game uh, on google cardboard called lamper lamper first flight sure um, and then that, that's kind of when um, we decided to focus more on VR because we were getting a lot of uh, attention with that game. Um, yeah, and then it's, it's grown so much in the last year and a half. We've just uh, dedicated ourselves to VR. And uh, yeah, it's taken us to pretty cool places so far. Well, let's go ahead and just talk about, I guess, what we're here to talk about. Um, Archiac's new game, Waddle Home, is out mm -hmm. um, and oh. just came out for PSVR, right? Correct. Along with the, with the PSVR launch. Uh, first off, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sarah told me, Andy, that this is yeah. kind of your baby, that you've spent a lot of time with this. Will you two tell me what Waddle Home is? What Waddle Home is, yeah. Uh, Waddle Home is a, a casual VR puzzle game uh, that takes place in a, a future where greedy, oil-hungry robots have taken over Antarctica. <laughs> uh, and, and you play as sort of an animal rescuer, um, and you have to guide penguins uh, to a spaceship that's at the end of, of each level. Uh, so so you're, you're sneaking the penguins around these robot guards. Um, yeah, and so you, you're interacting with the environment, trying to uh, change their paths so that they'll get to the spaceship. Sure. So the penguins move through the space automatically on set paths, and by interacting with the environment, That's right. you guide them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these, these penguins aren't very bright. They just kind of move forward in a straight line. <laughs> Whenever they bump into a wall, they'll, they'll turn right. Um, so it, it's kind of like Lemmings in that way. That was one of our in inspirations. So these penguins just move on their own, and it's up to you to, to guide their path. Sure. So where does this concept come from, this futuristic, uh, you know, apocalyptic <laughs> Antarctic and, you know, penguin story. Where does that come from? Um, you know, there, there isn't an interesting origin story to it. It's not like I was traveling in the Antarctica, uh, bopping penguins and <laughs> struck me to be a great VR game. Um, no, it, it just kind of emerged out of the, the gameplay that we were exploring. We wanted to make a, a lemming style game. And so we were thinking about what kind of creature could this be? And because it was moving slowly, um, and we wanted it to be cute. We thought a you know, penguin would fit well. And then the, the, the setting kind of just came out of that. Penguins are in, are in the uh, Antarctic. Um, and then the robots just came out of other, uh, other gameplay we were, we were exploring. So we wanted there to be some kind of obstacles in the way. So as the penguins were moving, they would have to avoid uh, certain traps and things like that. So yeah, it just came out of um, uh, solidifying the gameplay. Sure. Sci-fi penguins. What's not to love? Yeah. You get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is a very adorable game. Um, right. And, uh, you know, it, it obviously it's, you know, on the Vive. Um, I believe it's also on uh, Samsung Gear. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Gear VR. Okay. Yeah, the Gear VR, correct. Um, but, of course, the big news is that it launched alongside the PSVR hardware. Um, yeah. Gosh, what? Is that just a week ago now? Yeah, on October 13th. Yeah. So, um, 
tell me a little bit about what it was like to design an adorable family friendly game. Um, you know, not a lot of games on the PSVR launch lineup were really designed for kids or very family friendly. Obviously the hardware is designed for 12 and up. Um, but tell me a little bit about just what that approach was like. Yeah, so uh, initially we didn't have PSVR in mind, actually. It was for, for Gear VR, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is we just wanted to make a game that was accessible and easy to pick up and play. Um, and then the theme, like we mentioned earlier, just kind of emerged out of, out of that gameplay uh, that we decided on. Um, but yeah, it was fun working on a, a family-friendly title because you get to look at adorable penguins all day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the approach was... Um, uh, yeah, just just keep the, the gameplay simple, easy to pick up and play. Yeah, it was all about accessibility and simplicity and just kind of that cozy feeling that they wanted to impart through gameplay because not all games in VR are super friendly, you know? <laughs> so something just right, to maybe right. be a bit of a palate cleanser for somebody after they've played something a little more gory, I guess. So. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> I like that. So you said that you were really only designing it for Samsung Gear VR initially. How did you get connected with PlayStation and with PSVR? Yeah, it all came down to the controllers was the big was the big thing. So like just the advantages of being able to physically reach out and interact with parts of the object was a huge part of the vibe. We did like one of the biggest, coolest things about designing for for VR on Vive headsets and on PSVR is that you can not only touch things, but you get a bit of a, the haptics and stuff, the reaction to whenever you hit something physical. And it's like that's the thing that tricks your brain into thinking this is real, which is kind of incredible. So sure. um, building systems around that, those kinds of interactions, Andy had a really great concept for, what did you call it? Tickling the penguins. Tickling the penguins. Which is because you know, everybody <laughs> wanted to touch the penguins. So he's like, well, why don't we do that to have them speed up? And so added that to the game. And it was one of the best features. Everybody likes touching the penguins and hitting the spaceship and splashing around in the water. And those aren't even, well, touching the penguins will like speed them up. But uh, those aren't even like big gameplay moments, but you want to interact with everything in VR. So we're like, well, why not? Let's enable that behavior, which is kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of the PSVR gameplay just came out of watching playtesters mm -hmm. play the uh, original Gear VR game in, in PSVR. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have any of the bopping mechanics or anything like that yet. But people just naturally wanted to reach in and, and touch the penguins and touch the spaceship and splash their hands in the water. And so we just uh, we made the game respond to those reactions and mm -hmm. it made it more interactive and, Pretty fun. and fun. Or very immersive. I like that. Yeah. Cool. You touched on the haptic feedback when you, you know, touch something, right? Um, dive a little bit deeper into that. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what it's like to design for VR. What sort of things have you learned as you've been kind of putting Waddle Home together? Well, uh, I think for Waddle Home, um, like we just mentioned, um, you, you want the game to respond to uh, natural actions that, that you're going to do in the environment. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if you're reaching your hand out and touching the water, if it doesn't splash like it, you would expect it to, then that would kind of throw you off and the game doesn't feel real, right? Sure. Uh, it, it's the same with the penguins. If you touch them, you want them to, to do something and respond to you in some way. Um, so I think it's just about making the environment and the game respond to you uh, realistically. It's, it's a big part. It's a cool part of, uh, and a kind of a challenge for VR too, is like every time you put something in a game, in a VR game, you have to know that like, you have to indicate to the player whether or not it's interactable. So, you know, unlike other games where like, there's kind of clear boundaries in terms of what you can and can't do. With mm -hmm. VR, everybody's still exploring, oh, can I interact with this? Like, how will that feel? How will that work? Can I 
you know, run into this wall or put my head in this space. Like even um, <laughs> whenever you put your head underwater in the game, that was a solution to like fix some of the clipping in the environment, basically. And it freezes over the headset, which is kind of cool. But we're like, well, we know people are going to want to move around and be weird. So like, how can we enable that kind of behavior, basically? So as we've mentioned, you know, multiple times already, launch title for PSVR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a week ago, what has that process been like of launching alongside uh, some hardware? And <laughs> are you seeing initial response with that? Was that a really yeah. stressful thing? What was it that was, like? It was, <laughs> well, you know, anytime you make a game, there's always that like rush towards the end, like, OMG, are we going to make it? Like that whole thing. But um, what was interesting about it for us is when we were looking at a lot of the other launch titles, we're like, oh, like, there aren't really a ton of other puzzle games or like necessarily family friendly games. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about PSVR in particular is that, you know, it's console, it's in your living room, it's more accessible in terms of like the, you know, the number of owners and things it has. And a lot of console owners now have kids. So it's like we're hope we were really lucky to be working on an experience that was, you know, really family friendly in that way and really open to a variety of different types of players, which was kind of fun. So um, Sony was really great to work with. They are like full of very dedicated and very sweet and funny people. And they were like really great about giving us feedback on the game. Um, We did a couple of consultations with them as well. And they always were, you know, picking up on just how much they loved, how adorable it was, which is their support was really, it meant a lot to us, which was really good. So yeah, it, it was a fun and interesting process. And I feel like the response has been really great so far too. Yeah, I mean, are you seeing any sort of, um, you know, critic reviews or reviews from mm-hmm. players? Are you getting that feedback already? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we've seen a, a, some Let's Plays of things. There's been some um, like other like printed reviews people are doing. A lot of reactions on Twitter, too, which has been really fun. And that's one of the weird things whenever you make a game and you like release it out into the wild. You're like, oh, yeah, people are going to like talk about it now and seeing people like play things or like react and scream whenever they see one of the robots try to grab one of their penguins is like one of the funniest things we're like oh the rest of the world is going to react to this in a really cool way and i love it it's youtube has been so good for that kind of stuff and we love like getting feedback from them and talking with them about what they think about the game and things we can do to improve it too so yeah that's like the best it's like play testing but like you know with real people which is awesome so it's really nice and just heartwarming for the team too to see yeah. people playing it and enjoying it mm-hmm. it's good oh, i really? can imagine so yeah yeah so with the feedback and and you touched on this just a little bit i know we're just a week out obviously mm-hmm. it'll take some time i'm sure you guys will have you know debrief meetings talk about what's next um but are you already seeing anything as you released it that you're like, ah, you know, we, we could have fixed this, we could have made this better, and for our next game we will, um, or, or anything like that? Anything that's on your minds in that way? I think for us, it's because PSVR is so new and VR in general is so new, there becomes this line between how do we tutorialize gameplay and how do we tutorialize interacting with VR? You know what I mean? So sure. like, there's a lot of... Um, kind of constructs to get used to in VR and we're like okay well maybe we need to think about this also as like we're because we're a launch title we not only need to be explaining the game but also just how to use the headset any difficulties they might come across so we're definitely going to be looking into updates and things related to that just to kind of address any user comfort issues we might see cropping up. Do you have plans to continue to support Waddle Home for a while? Uh, yes, we do. We we uh, we have. I mean, on our side, we always have like tons of cool ideas and things we want to add to the game. So, 
we're going to wait and see and continue to like take any feedback we can see. And then like, we want to update it as much as possible. Cause we are, we're kind of, we kind of love these penguins and we want to do a bunch more stuff with them. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, as much as we possibly can, we always have like funny, crazy ideas thrown around on our side. So we'll see if we can get more of that in the game for sure. Excellent. And it was a pretty quick, uh, it seems like a pretty quick process in terms of putting this game together. Neither of you have been with Archeact for too terribly long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I guess I was curious as to, you know, you dove into this for a year, I guess what happens now, right? Yeah. Um, so hearing that you are in love with the penguins and, and supporting them, I think that's awesome. That's fantastic. I think people yeah, everyone here like loves the penguins. So hopefully we, we can keep working. Yeah. We just want to do more stuff with that. Cause it's like, even um, the ending that we have of the game, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but we try to keep things open. Cause you know, we want to do more with it as well, which is nice. So, well, congratulations on launching Waddle home and launching alongside PSVR. Um, I mean, that's, quite an achievement and it's just you know a brand new frontier for everyone so um congrats on that thank you thank you so much yeah absolutely let me pick your brains just a little bit on indie the indie video game scene and virtual reality tell me just a little bit now that you've spent some time you know as a smaller indie team working in vr what do you think vr means for indie video game developers I think it means uh, completely new modes of expression, at least for me. Um, I know some of the most powerful and interesting experiences I've had in VR have been those moments where you feel like you're building some kind of relationship with a, with a virtual character. I know, what is it, the dog in the lab from Valve's VR project is was one of the highlights of my VR experience so far. I adore just that idea of interacting with something and something reacting to you. And that feels really good, and it's a kind of cool thing that I'm hoping we can, you know, do more with, kind of as an as a as a medium right now, which I think would be nice. Mm -hmm. in, in terms of working uh, in VR as an indie developer, uh, the software is really easy to use. It's really easy to to get into VR and mm -hmm. and build for it. Oh, it is. That um, was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steam actually has a, has a great uh, plugin for um, mm -hmm. most of the modern game engines yeah. you can use. Um, that makes setting up a really easy, really simple. Mm -hmm. um, but for for a lot of consumers, the barriers still cost, right? So it's it's not really lucrative for an indie developer, I think, at this point, to get into VR unless um, you know they make some kind of hit that everyone who owns a VR system is is going to buy. Um, so it's, it's, to me, that's still kind of um, uh, what what we're waiting for for, for indie developers. Um, the cost needs to go down before you can really start to uh, focus on that exclusively. Do you believe that PSVR is the next step in that? In terms of its accessibility, yeah. I think it's it's it has it has a good price point that's really fair and open to a lot of people and you know the hardware is something that a lot of people own as well, which is nice. So, yeah. yeah it's good. Sure. Just a lower barrier of entry, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that, you know, it, it's pretty accessible for indie devs to uh, kind of get in and work with the mm -hmm. software. What did you use for Waddle Home? Did you use, uh, you know, an, an engine that's out there currently? Yeah, we used a game engine called Unity. Okay, you did use Unity. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, how many people were directly working on Waddle Home on your team? Oh, well, the, the team's size fluctuated quite a bit yeah. over the course of it. It started out um, with just a few of us, three of us working on the prototype. Uh, and at, at one point, I think everyone in our, you know, 20-person uh, development team was working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, it kind of uh, whittled down again. And then for the 
uh, each subsequent release it kind of uh, bloated near the end. Um, <laughs> it was probably like maybe twenty five to thirty people max. Sure. Um, and but and then down to like you know three people during the, the quiet times. Mm-hmm. Do you think VR is a viable design option for? you know, the lone developer or the couple of friends working in their basement? Uh, yeah, but I mean, like I said before, just you might not make very much money off it yet. <laughs> sure. Um, if you can afford all the hardware that uh, that it takes to, to dev on it, then it's it's really fun to, to work on and explore. Um, but there there is that concern, even for us, is how can we tap into to the market and uh, get as many people playing our games as possible because it's, it's not a very big audience yet. Well, obviously, it's a big part of Archiacts, you know, uh, model as a business. Mm-hmm. What is the future of VR? Uh, what do you guys think? Is this something that's going to be around for a while? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think VR is going to stop until we can, you know, enter simulations that are convincing as this reality that we're in right <laughs> now, and that's probably many years <laughs> uh, in the future. Um, but I think this this train will will keep rolling. Um, yeah, I think there's a desire for content like that. I know we all know when like mobile games first cropped up, people were like, "Is this the end of console?" No, it definitely wasn't. It was. <laughs> it's they're all different kinds of experiences based on platform, and I think as it continues to grow, as the games um, just kind of, kind of continue to get better and offer completely new experiences that people are really excited about, I think that'll really help the viability of the industry. But it's you know, it's the most futuristic thing out there, and everybody is like. Wow, that we're finally in that age, which is really exciting. And yeah, we're starting to see some more affordable options too, like the, mm-hmm. the Google Daydream that's yeah. uh, releasing. I think at the end of the right. year or early mm-hmm. next year. Um, so yeah, as as it becomes more affordable, we'll, des- we'll definitely see it becoming more mainstream as well. Well, at the end of every episode, I always like to ask my guests to gather up their past experience and their stories, and, and offer up some general advice to indie devs out there. Um, and of course, you guys have a little bit more experience with VR. So maybe if you want to direct your advice towards, you know, those out there who might be considering VR for their projects, uh, just give some general advice. Tell us some of the wisdom that you can share with those listening. Well, I have something I could share. You so do I. Go, you <laughs> okay. go first. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm a game designer, and a game designer needs to uh, know how to how to communicate with the team. That's probably uh, our most valuable tool. And for me, I'm kind of a, a, a relatively soft-spoken person. I'm not very assertive sometimes when it comes to verbal communication. So um, for me, it helps to be able to show my ideas in a different way. So that's I, I've picked up um, some, some programming skills along the way. Um, and that kind of helps me to uh, create simple prototypes to share my ideas. Okay. So I think if, if you're uh, a designer, um, one piece of advice I, I could give is just um, learn how to communicate your ideas, basically. Um, but I think it, it's really helpful to learn how to prototype games. Um, and if that's using programming or uh, if it's just paper prototyping, it could go either way. Um, but I think that's a, probably the most valuable skill to have. So, you know, focus on that, I'd say. Uh, for me, I've worked with some really fantastic kind of user researchers and people in analytics in the past. And from my perspective, it's like play test early and often um, and get a really wide range of people playing your game because they'll bring in completely different insights. And it's, it ends up being really helpful to you as a designer. 
we all have in mind, and sometimes whenever we show projects to our other developer plan friends, they'll all play it kind of as devs, like they kind of get what the limitations are. But when you throw someone in um, a headset who's completely new to the experience, they might show you, some, show you something that you hadn't thought of in terms of what is a delightful experience or what's interesting or what you probably should enable in your project. And because VR is so new, you need more of that than ever before. So just bring in a broad variety of people, get their feedback, watch them play, um, figure out what's fun and like really, really build into that so that you can make a much better experience. Sound advice. I like it. Learn how to communicate your ideas with your team and learn from watching others play your game. Makes sense to me. Uh, well, there you have it. Development advice from Sarah Dukakos and Andy Bacon of Archiact. Thank you both very much for sharing. Thank you. And thank you for inviting us to be on. This has been really, really enjoyable. Yeah, thanks, Logan. Of course. Uh, and you... Dear listener, have been listening to Indie <laughs> Insider, the weekly show where I sit down and chat with fantastic developers, mm -hmm. publishers, and video game industry professionals about their work and their thoughts on the indie video game scene. Uh, this show is presented by Blackshell Media, a marketing and publishing firm out there to help bring the work of indie game developers to the gamers. Uh, the company also offers educational and inspirational resources for developers and gamers alike, which is why we get to bring this show to you. As always, if you have any questions, thoughts, or recommendations of individuals to bring onto the show, shoot me an email. Uh, I'm Logan at blackshellmedia.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Logan A. Schultz. Uh, Sarah, Andy, if our listeners want to follow your work or the work of Archiact, how do they find you all on those interwebs? Mm. Archiact has a you know, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. everything. Also a very active Instagram account, which yeah. is kind of adorable. So. I don't have a, an active Twitter, sorry guys, you can't follow me. I'm, I'm also not active on Twitter because I'm slightly afraid of the internet. I really like <laughs> likes all my friends. <laughs> but I do have a Twitter account, what is it? Uh, the Sarah Chimera, so if you want to follow me. But I don't tweet a lot. I'm bad at it. It's a great name. I think so too. It's the only <laughs> thing that rhymes with my first name, man. You know? It's like... <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. Uh, well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you for more Indie Insider next week. Tell them about our top secret VR.